bowels of the horror press estate, and welcome to a new episode of the Horror Press Podcast, a podcast brought to you by HorrorPress.com. My name is James Michael, and I'm the curator of all things Horror Press. As always, this show aims to bring you the latest horror news you may have missed or overlooked, a place to quickly cover the happenings of the horror world, whether that's studio announcements, movie releases, or box office numbers, as well as some light genre discussion. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. He's a writer, filmmaker, and the managing editor of Dread Central. On top of all this, he's also the host of the very popular podcast Development Hell, a podcast that focuses on troubled horror productions and figuring out what exactly went wrong. If you haven't guessed who's my guest yet, his name is Josh Korngut. Hey Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Very popular podcast? I don't know. Like, popular sometimes, maybe? I think would have been more accurate. Popular sometimes. Maybe, yeah. But thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's great to have you on. I'm happy to be here. You know, I've been seeing Horror Press more and more in the wild. And then, you know, to be invited to the podcast, pretty cool. I mean, we're really trying. January 11th will be our second birthday. So wow. So uh, thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a month-long celebration of all of our older articles that people may have missed because, you know, we were nothings back then. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of rehashing it all. Um, I love it. What have you been up to? Have you been watching anything interesting? That's a very good question. So I keep a tab all year long because it's, like, very important to me that I get my year-end top 10 horror movie list, like, down pat. And so since we're getting to the end of the year, I've been, like, catching up on a lot of stuff and just like making sure that my top 10 list is going to be you know cute and sparkly and true to me so yeah i've been catching up on a lot of horror i'm really looking forward to a lot of the top 10s that i'm sure everyone is working on on horror Mm -hmm. twitter Mm -hmm. everyone's been talking about it and um can we get a sneak peek of what you think yeah 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 yeah. three of them okay do you want like a top three, middle three, random three. Does it matter to you? Probably random don't. Three's good. Okay, so here's one that people, I think, don't know enough about. It's called uh, Where the Devil Roams. It uh, came out not so long ago. It's by this like family of filmmakers called the Adams Family. And it's this uh, wartime kind of very stylish, hyper-violent indie moment that I highly recommend. So anyone at home, Where the Devil Roams, I, I super recommend it. Last year or the year before, they put out another movie called Hellbender. They're very stylish. It all kind of feels like a alternative music video from like 1997, but that very much speaks to me. So okay, it's really that, cool that it's like an entire family that puts it together. Yes. And they're so cool. And like, I think the daughter's name is Zelda. Yeah, you know them. Okay, yeah, you got her. Yeah, she's like... She's really cool. She's like a model extraordinaire, like, flying all over the world to do, like, gap campaigns and stuff. And, like, the parents are super cute. So, yeah, loved that. Um, A more mainstream movie that I'm obsessed with, and I actually saw it at the 2022 TIFF Film Festival, but then came out in early 2023, was Sick. So that's the Kevin Williamson slasher pandemic era slasher that came out at the beginning of the year have you seen this i haven't okay i think i, I put it on i think it, did it was that the one that was like on hulu like a yeah i went to peacock direct yeah. unfortunately and i remember putting it on and i was like i can't watch a covid movie 
I know I, I feel like that probably happened to a lot of people, but it really uses, you know, a, like the different tropes of the COVID era so effectively. Like stuff like, um, what's it called? Where you like know where people are based on who's been infected. Um, stuff like that. It was just, it was wild and I loved it. And I'm going to give you one more. And that last one has got to be Talk To Me. I uh, am very spiritually imprinted on Talk To Me. It was my first time doing Sundance last year, and I got to review it, and it was really exciting seeing it there. And um, when it came out, my quote was the only quote on the poster, and so now oh I like I always talk about it any chance that I can get ever in my life. And then like some weird Australian like fashion company made a shirt line for it and like put my quote on it and like I'm buying one right now. That's awesome. I literally I've never been fashion before. I'm fashion now. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, now I'm imprinted on that movie. Did you um, buy yourself um the hand from A24? I did and it has not arrived yet. I got I bought two. Okay, um, well. And I have one that I've unboxed. I usually keep the spare okay. like okay. hidden. But um I have got mine on display. I have not used it. I didn't know it was a fucking like crap. I've been pipe, hearing so. that people aren't aware that it's a that it's a pipe. But I, um, I, the part of me is like, I don't want it to be stinky and covered in resin, and mm, it's really nice. It's pretty hefty, hot, and um, I can't imagine using a fingertip to like smoke weed. Well, I will be imagining it not long from now. Hopefully, if it ever arrives. I hope it doesn't um, come broken. I've been seeing a lot of people have their <gasps> broken because that's so sad. the way it's packaged, the the pointer finger like snaps. <gasps> I don't know why they packaged it that way. Because they suck. A twenty four, get your shit together. Yeah, I would say okay. Those I would I would say are three sneak peeks. But now you have to give me three sneak peeks for yours. No, don't don't. Yes, you spot. knew it was coming. You knew this moment was on its way. See, okay. So my big problem is that my ears blend together. Um, it is a problem. Yeah, COVID brain. Um, mm. I feel like where evil roams is definitely going to be somewhere on there. Lurks, but yeah, it's it's where so evil good. lurks. Yeah, because yeah. you said devil roams. Right? I know. I I get them mixed up because of that. Yeah, that movie is fucked. Yeah, it was. I honestly had no idea what this movie was about. Everyone was talking about it, and I just put it on when it was on Shutter. I didn't yeah. even see it in theaters, mm-hmm. and I was very impressed. I, like that movie does not yes. pull its punches. It does, and it punches babies in the face until they're dead, and I love that for it. Yeah. Um, I saw it at its world premiere at Toronto International Film Festival at midnight, and I screamed at least once. Yeah, I screamed for sure. What part? Can we be? Can I give spoilers? When the dog fucks up oh, the baby dog. girl, <laughs> that fucked. Oh. I did not think that was gonna happen. No, I didn't think they were gonna go there. Uh, at that point, I knew I was in the hands of a madman. Yeah, I mean, fucking love it. And then, like, the the girl comes back and is like, "Mommy, Dad's gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> she's like, "What?" It's not my favorite kind of movie. I it, tonally, it's not my kind of thing. But I cannot deny it for what it is which is great hmm that is the first movie that comes to mind that i remember being. yeah that's a good one that's on my list 100 percent. um i want to say if this is 2023 i'm worried for you piggy i really liked piggy 
Or was that 2022? 2022. But it's a good one. Yeah, I love it. I don't know why more people didn't talk about it. I, I I reviewed it. It was so good. I loved it. I want people to talk about it, too. Give me Piggy, too. Definitely. Um, okay, so Cannibal Mukbang, for sure. I really <laughs> like Cannibal Mukbang. Well, I haven't seen that. But... I saw it at Brooklyn Horror. Um, it's about a, like, a YouTube mukbanger that finds bad people and basically eats them. Turns cool. them into her mukbang vi- videos. Is that going to get a real release, do you think? It should. It's doing pretty well. Nice. Um, at the very least, it'll make it to Shutter. I think. Cannibal Mukbang. Okay, well, yeah, that's one. That's one for the list. Fun movie. It's definitely a fun movie. Definitely check it out when it comes out on VOD. Hmm. I feel like there were so many this year that I enjoyed. Did you see Cobweb? I did not see Cobweb. Oh, Cobweb was so good. Evil Dead Rise, Scream okay, Six. Evil Dead Rise was definitely one of my favorites for the year. Fuck yes, for sure. I don't know how anyone disliked that movie. Ah, people are contrarian. Even the the 2013 one I is one of my favorites of all. What do you mean time. even? The 2013 one is like one of the best. It's god mode level despicable. I saw that in theaters at least 4 times. I think I saw it in theaters twice. That fucking movie is so mean. I love it. It's just like there were moments that just gave me straight up cathartic release. Oh yeah. The, with the rain and the sirens. Oh my god, that's so, so good. good. And it's, like, legitimately scary, yet kind of silly. It really gets Evil Dead down, Pat. And so did the new one. 100%. I I didn't see this whole wokeness that people were complaining about. I didn't understand the complaints. Because there's a trans character, and we don't ever acknowledge that they're trans. It even gets mentioned. Yes, and just existing as a trans person, I believe, is woke culture for these assholes. Yeah. Um. Shame. Exactly. They shame me. Um, Just drag me to hell. Is it is it wrong to say scream? No. I How really dare that be wrong? The new scream. It was probably it. It was the first movie you got to see earlier than like Muggles. Oh, that's so to me. It's that always feels good. Yeah, I love that. I got to see it in New York early, so it felt cool. Um, I think I'd, it's great. I, I don't think there's any bad Scream movies. No, me neither. Nor is there a bad Scream television show. Uh, no, there we disagree. <laughs> Actually, I do disagree with my own self because while I enjoy season one and two, <sighs> season three. Oof. So I got up to the scene where she calls, she asked Siri to call 911 and she's calling Pottery Barn. And you I'm got like, to the first scene. You got to the first scene of the first episode. Like, Bye. I use that gif all the time where like if someone says something stupid, I like I it's like gif of her going 911. <laughs> I do, that. I, do that I have that saved on my phone. That's so funny. I uh, feel like it was so iconic, but I just couldn't after that. Well, you failed yourself cuz that show was good. I couldn't get past the mask. Yeah, it's different it's listen it's not for everyone and you know who it also was not for everyone including me i know you did that summer the series that was i feel like nobody talked about that because it nobody. sucked i watched three minutes of it but it the, sucked the same thing with uh there was like let the right one in showtime series too <sighs> that no one talked about yeah that was cursed for sure that was cursed. i feel like that had issues behind the scenes and it just didn't really stand a chance Nick Stahl, though, I think was in it. And 
He's hot. Is there going to be a development hill? I mean, if I cared, there would have been, right? <laughs> For sure. Like, if I'm interested even a little bit, I can really stretch a topic. But if I... I'm just surprised that a, a series like that just got no promotion. Yeah. People don't know what to do with TV right now. I feel like it's such a mess out there. And all these these different networks are just crumbling. It's a weird time to, to be in the game. Somebody told me you are a fan of Ginger Snaps. They did not lie to you. I am a major Ginger Snaps fan. I love Ginger Snaps. I feel like the first movie came out at just the right time for me when I was like a young horror movie edgelord. And I was like, these girls are so cool. I want to have a suicide pact with my yeah. sister. Oh, fuck and yeah. It just resonated with me. Oh, yeah. So much. Couldn't. Feel, I could not agree with you more on how I feel about that movie. And as a Canadian, like, there is nothing more Canadiana than that first film. It is just, like, reeks of suburban Toronto energy. The people in it, like, I know those girls. Like, those were, like, the weirdos that were, like, three years older than me in middle school that I, like, desperately wanted to be friends with. I fucking love that movie. And it holds up. I rewatched it not long ago, and it's still good. And um, the really dark thing is I fucking love the sequels. I remember renting, I think, Ginger Snaps 2, and it uh -huh. was like there was a time jump, and it threw me off. And I think, like, ninth grader me was like, LOL, no. <laughs> First of all, that was Ginger Snaps 3, how dare you? But, <laughs> um, yeah, I do think that is a fair criticism, because what? Um but I stand by it. Yeah. It's, it's such a good movie. And I don't know why it doesn't get more attention. I really don't. I don't know. Well, for one thing, it's about women. And I feel like horror fans, oh no, because our final girls are women. But like, this is really about women. Like the metaphor is about women. And I kind of feel like guys are idiots. And it's Canadian. You guys don't fucking give a shit about us either. It has a lot of underdog, pun unintended, Sort of going against it. I don't remember the the actor's name, but he was in Animorphs when I was little. The he main was the one that I think boy? his blood. Yeah, I don't know his name either. He did look familiar. He does a bunch of things though, like smaller things. I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, he. What happened to him in that movie? Does he just die? Like that's. I feel like we don't really know what goes, what his like fate is. Or, okay, you. I probably know better than you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a go. Okay. In the second movie, the sister is on the run. The surviving sister is on the run because she's starting to turn into a werewolf. And she's like, keeps having to shoot herself up with that, like, Wolfbane-esque thing. And she's, like, hiding out in a motel room. And she knows that the werewolf is, like, trying to find her to mate with her. And I think it might be him because I think he turned into a werewolf. I think you're right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So if someone's in their car yeah. screaming, Gotta like, verify what the fuck are they talking about? Listen, fact checking is for nerds. Um, <laughs> Transcentral.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's my, like, emotional, that's my emotional um, opinion of what happened at the end. Yeah, plus the, old, the older sister was really fucking hot. Uh, like, the lead of the first, Catherine Isabel or Emily Perkins? Who are we talking about? The older one. Ginger? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hot as hell. She was in Freddy like vs. Jason. 
when she's like walking through the hallways like oh the after, it's the God. shit yeah yeah yeah. have you not have you seen friday versus jason come on yeah of course you have. she's in that no she's not yes she fucking is she's the one she's in that movie she gets uh she actually her death how old is she like i feel like that was before her time no way that was after ginger snaps maybe i'm confusing my timelines again i don't know she actually she has a very controversial death in it where she is passed out at a rave in like the middle of a cornfield and she's oh, having this nightmare. Remember. Yeah. And Freddie's like killing her in her nightmare, but as she's passed out, like she's being like raped at the rave by Jesus. some dude. And then Jason kills the guy that's trying to do it and then kills her. Two thousand and three was a wild, wild West. And I don't stand by her, but I love that movie. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you actually, <laughs> can I tell you why I know that? Can I tell you why I know that in yes, detail? Tell me. I wrote an article on Dread Central, who knows when, about my favorite double impalement deaths from the Friday the 13th series. So, like, couples that died together in an impalement. Because I thought there was, like... That is very specific. Well, I thought that there'd be at least four or five of them. And there were four, three plus like that one. There has one. to be a Friday the Thirteenth one. Well, they're all Friday the Thirteenth. There's no yeah. Freddy ones. There's, there's like at least three or four of the Friday the Thirteenth world. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. I, and I wrote it for like. How Kyle did you even there. research this? Did you just sit there and watch a lot of movie, or was there googling involved? There's always googling involved. I went. Well, first of all, I googled like all double impalements in Friday the Thirteenth, and then like a good did amount the came up. Come up. I, I I have my adult blocker on, so no, no, I'm good. No, um, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> doesn't allow any adults in the room. <laughs> um, and then I think at one point I actually went through all the deaths, like one by one, to make sure I wasn't missing anything. So I'm really dedicated to the cause. I mean, I bow down. <laughs> you, yeah. So and then I was like, oh God, not this, not this horrible assault death um and then that's when freddie gets really mad because jason takes the kill from him and he's like ah i hate and you that, like sets it all off well that's what like first they're teaming up right first freddie's like kill for me baby and like this is gonna work out and then jason's like okay and then he starts killing too much and then freddie's like hold up that whole movie was a hot ass mess wow I don't know if I can agree with that necessarily because it's like, cinema. It's a pretty big stretch. Yeah, plot. it's called Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> and how dare you? Because literally, it's all I ever wanted as a child was for that movie to come out. And then it comes out, and I'm 13. And truly, it was like a spiritual, religious experience for me. And I'm grateful. I remember them hyping that movie for years on the internet. Yeah, like, hello. Like, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and they just kept on going until finally it was happening. It's my very first episode of Development Hell, because there was going to be a sequel, but even just the first one was like, it took them over a decade to get it going. At the end of uh, Jason Goes to Hell, the very last shot, is Jason's mask getting, like, reached and dragged into hell by Freddy's glove. And everyone was like, whoa, it's happening. And then it didn't happen for a long time. See? Well, yeah. I, I did love that movie. <laughs> I do like that movie. I think it's a fun movie. 
Oh, it's a perfect movie. Although, um, Kelly Rowland does, in fact, call no, Freddy Krueger a faggot. And I really want to write, like, a really in-depth article about how that I feel about that. And she, like, blames them, but they blame her. Oh, everyone blames everyone for that, yeah. Why would they blame her? She didn't fucking write that. She shouldn't have said it, but... Horror. I finally got to see Tusk, like, Ugh. six months ago. I'm so sorry. It was all right. I don't understand why people are obsessed with it. It's gross. I don't understand why they're making a sequel either. Ugh, God. I hope I don't have to watch that. The guy that that made it, like, literally has his place of business, like, ten minutes away from me. Kevin Smith? Yeah. You live close to Kevin Smith? That's cool. His store is there. His movie theater is there. Uh, I feel Bob, like... that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's extra. He's hugely famous. He like had a, like a streak of like prestige comedy dramas in the nineties, like Dogma and Chasing Amy. I only know him from Jane, Silent Bob, and Clerks. And Clerks, that's and the big one. And he does. And he did another weird horror movie called like Hosers gotta die or something i don't know his store is really cool except all he fucking does is sell funkos and like merch oh god if someone's into funkos it's like a no offense to everyone listening but it's a red flag it's for me. like a comic shop but there's basically all funkos now and a lot of like horror masks and like gremlin stuff i hooked up with this guy and i was like younger but i was like that's fine and he was like i have to show you something so cool and i was like okay and he takes out his phone and he literally shows me a photo of, like, a wall in his room of Funko Pops. And I never saw him again. <laughs> Who takes a picture of that and acts like that's, like, the coolest thing he ever? He was so excited and proud of it. So I have, like, five Funkos, but they're all... I have every single Elvira Funko, and they're all signed. I was pretending like I left, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Anything signed by Elvira... Fuck like, yes. Literally all I have is Elvira Funkos. Oh, Elvira signed. so fucking cool. I want an Elvira Funko. F- Let's they're sign. worth a lot of money now that they're signed. Yeah, no shit. Like, That's I will cool. go wherever she's at, and if she ever... Because she releases, like, a new one every year, and I'll just have her sign it for me. I love that. She's so goddamn iconic, and I would kill for her. I would, too. Um, 100%. I want her titty mouse pad so bad. That's hilarious. I don't didn't know that existed, but now I have she to have one. She has like a mouse pad where it has a like a wrist rest. That's her boobs. That's so cool. Um, I better really quickly at Salem Horror Fest in 2018, and I died a little bit. Our first bit of news. The Black Phone 2 is coming, with a theatrical release set for June 27th, 2025. Ethan Hawke will be returning as the Grabber. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I fucking love this, okay? I know not everyone loves the Black Phone, but I sure did. I think it's so fucking scary and unique, and we don't get stuff like this enough anymore. I loved the Grabber. The second this movie came out, I was like, I want a Grabber origin story, and I'm praying that's what this is. Like, the Grabber in his more, like, active years, where he was just, like, fucking killing kids left, right, and center. I want that. 
because like the one thing I felt this movie was missing was more lore of the grabber. Like my favorite part is when he like you see how he does what he does, where he like he has his balloon and his magic act and his van and how he confuses the kids and like gets them into the van. Like that's fucked up. And I want to know more. And also like what happened to him? Like who hurt him? Because it's somebody did. So it was it was his dad, right? Oh, his dad, uh, like fucked him up real bad. Well, that would make sense. That would make sense. But he's also like also psychic. Like he can also hear the voices. So is he? Yes. I I, I think I missed that part. I Maybe know the kid was definitely like. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. I think they were both psychic, which is like so fucking weird. And Joe Hill, the son of Stephen King, wrote the story. I'm a huge Joe Hill fan. If um. Like, you ever get the chance to read it, talking to people at home, to read anything by him, you should, because it's, like, all very, like, dark and twisted, but fun. So I really like this movie. I really like The Black Phone. I went into it, honestly, I had no idea what the fuck it was going to be about. I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be corny, because I didn't know who Joe Hill was, and I thought it was going to be about kids, so of course they're going to be, like, really weak about it, because Hollywood doesn't like to mess with kids. But it was very, very dark, surprisingly dark. Um, And I thought the kids in the movie did such a great job. So good. I don't know if you saw PG, Psycho Gorman. Yes, I did. Uh, The kids... Sucked. They sucked. Yes. If the kids from Black Phone were in Psycho Gorman... It would have been much better. Yes. 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 Kids always suck. Like, I think all kids should just be CGI'd into movies, but those (laughs) kids were good. Absolutely. Like, the kids carried in Black Phone. I was very impressed. And I wish that we got good kids like that in Psycho Gorman. Yeah, they were so good. I'm always shocked when a kid is good in a movie, and I feel like it happened recently but i can't put my finger on it yes i i support this and i want to see black phone too also the grabber he's just got potential i just wonder what they're going to do like is this going to be a prequel did he die yeah i think he dies at the end yeah it's got to be a prequel then yeah because they catch him like the the jig is up um, so I'm assuming this is going to take place before then I don't he know. So Ethan many kids. did such a great job more grabber for sure two thumbs up Mm-hmm. All right. Alien Romulus, <laughs> the movie referred to as fucking great by Ridley Scott and being directed by one of my faves, Fetty Alvarez, is reportedly getting released at some point in August 2024, which is kind of soon if you think about it. Very. Um, Romulus is supposed to take place between the first movie and the second movie. I'm, I always get roasted because I am not a fan of the Alien movies. Mm. I think Alien 1 was boring as hell. Whoa. I liked Alien 2 a lot more than Alien 1, and I like the new trilogy or the new series of oh movies my way God. more than the original. Don't talk Get about your act together, my friend. Because... Listen, I was a fan of Prometheus. Oh my God, not a Prometheus fan. <laughs> so, I thought Alien 1 was boring. Oh my God. Could not deal with it. It was scary. I, I'm terrified of aliens, but to me, that, that's not necessarily an alien movie. Uh, it's a monster movie. 
Or a trash wow. can, trash come, bag movie at the end. Come see, come saw. You're lucky I, like, don't really care that much. And therefore, I don't need to get violent with you because you can live your life about this stuff. But if I did care, I would be violent because, yeah, first Alien, iconic, classic, beautiful, scary, you know, the only person in the room. The second one I do think is a little overrated. I think it's a little bit of like a bro for bro experience. Like straight boys, if you like want them to come friends, just be like, do you like aliens? And they're like, oh my God, I love it. Uh, I I am an alien three apologist and more so an alien resurrection apologist. Resurrection is my favorite out of the originals. The resurrection is queer culture. A hundred percent. I would watch Winona Ryder be a fucking cyborg. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All day and watch Sigourney Weaver fucking like, play basketball and be hot. And like fuck one of them or something. Wasn't there like a, she fucked it? Wasn't she fucking a fucking Did alien? She, I, I have a memory of her fucking I remember alien. there's like this really weird scene where she's like bonding with the ugly alien and it was kind of sexual, but it was like mama. Yeah, it was, it was like mama's fuck, ma- fucking mama. It was scary. Yeah. Fuck that movie. I love it. Um, yeah, the the basketball is so good, and those weirdo French directors that did Delicatessen and like, um, uh, it was like so, just a bunch of fucking weird shit. Amelie, it's the same directors that did Amelie. Yeah, Alien Resurrection is a mess, but it's beautiful and it's so French. I just love it. Yeah, I know like people have very strong opinions when it comes to Alien and The Exorcist, and those are two movies that I just don't like. Yeah, you're talking about straight people right now. They love those movies. I, I, to me, The Exorcist. Yep, snooze. Whatever. The um, Exorcist snoozed. No, exactly. it wasn't good. Like, was I thought that. it was funny the first time I saw it in like seventh grade. Like, yeah, because you like probably don't. I don't. I was not raised to believe in any kind of like religious girly, so it didn't do anything for me. I went to Catholic school my whole life, so uh, to me, being like an outsider in those realms and seeing this on film, to me, like. Like, I was like, term. yeah, Pazuzu, great. Yeah, yeah, good for you, Pazuzu. Fuck about. Exactly. Them up. Like, I was like, fuck <laughs> again. That's a good reading of it. That's a I beautiful was, like, reading of it. The priest, like, I want to tell um, the priest his mother sucks cock and hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's iconic. That's drag. So funny. in in middle school, I really identified <laughs> with Pazuzu. Yeah, Pazuzu. Who? Um, I love that. Good for you. I hate my favorite. Um, Exorcist movie is Exorcist 4 colon The Beginning. <laughs> it's so bad, but I love it. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you got... Okay, so in 2005, they like made a new Exorcist movie, but it was too good. They were like, no, this is too good. We can't put this in theaters. So they scrapped it. It was called Exorcist Dominion. And they just got Rennie Harlan, the director of Deep Blue Sea and A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, to like scrape together like this truly piece of shit like action horror movie. And I love it. I so think I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you do, you do, <laughs> you do. And every, no one was talking about it when Exorcist Believer came out, and it's all I could talk about was Exorcist the beginning. So, well, when I found out that there was like no demon in Believer, I was like, I'm not even gonna watch that. I haven't watched it, and I won't watch it, and I'm just so excited to never watch it. Is that okay? I mean, I I walked through the haunted house in Universal of the Believer yeah. movie. I would do and that. I feel like that is fine enough because they kind of just like follow the script when it comes to the house i heard there's a rumor and i'm sure this is not true that it's like vaguely sci-fi so i choose to believe that at the end it's aliens and i think that's cool well the monster the demon 
kind of gives me like the Prometheus white alien. Vibe. Yeah, I saw a photo and I was like, okay, good for you. It looks like the Poltergeist girl. But they didn't put it in the movie. I'm never going to watch that. After what, and I'm sorry to continue the conversation, but after what Halloween Ends did to me, I said never again. I said, I can't participate in this narrative any longer. You didn't like Halloween Ends? No, I did not like Halloween Ends. <laughs> we did a poll on whether people like Corey, hated him, and it was pretty split. Yeah, of course. It's the most polarizing movie of all time. It was pretty split. I was very surprised because it seemed like everyone hated it. I mean, I didn't... I thought it was fine. Fine. Like, it was a, oh. it was a very high C- minus for me. God, no. No, no, I, no, no. But but also, I'm the type that I like the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Uh, I mean, this made me appreciate the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. I mean, it, to me, it was weird. Like, Lori had, like, Batman-like powers, and she was just, like, scooting in and out of houses. It made no or... fucking sense. It was, like, um, it, it was completely at war tonally with everything that is Halloween. It had no grasp on what it was doing. It was complete nonsense. We were talking about how we really hated the movie Men earlier, and I'm like, it kind of gave me, like, they just, like, did not know what they were doing. I was hoping that they were going to kill off Michael and Lori, and it was going to be Corey and the daughter taking on the roles. Ugh. But we didn't get that. Can I tell you how I would end the movie? How? And I think it's with actually... The chipper? Yeah, how I would end... <laughs> yes, I would end it with the wood chipper. And it would be the very last shot where, like, all of a sudden Michael, like, kind of, like, gets up and, like, grabs Lori by the leg and pulls her in with her. I was waiting. Yeah, He was babe. going to the wood chipper that he it, was going to lurch up and they were both going to go. Should have. That would have saved the movie. Can you imagine Lori Strode going through a wood chipper? Yes, it would have been fucking great. Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, it, r- rip her up. I would turn that into a gif and use it every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, this is me, like, after spaghetti. like Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Monday morning. That's funny. All right, so next. This one. This one's probably going to be the hot one. Good. All right. So... Probably the biggest news right now is the fact that Thanksgiving 2 has already been greenlit and Eli Roth will be returning to direct a sequel himself. Mm. Interesting. Yes. What can I mean, I... It, it's kind of strange, you know, that they're greenlighting it so soon. I don't know, like, really... I guess, like, of course it's profitable at this point, um, but I don't hear anybody talking about it because, I mean, clearly we're in Christmas season and um, it's a Thanksgiving movie. I think it just has such franchise potential. Like, do you remember the first Purge? Nobody really cared that much about it. It, like, kind of came and it kind of went and it was cute. But they were like, no, this has potential to, like, snowball. And I think I see that for this one, too, where, like, Okay, now that the first one's out, like there's a little bit of a zeitgeist surrounding it, like they can hopefully grow with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, my my big issue is it's so tied to the holiday. Like Thanksgiving. <gasps> I love that. Do I think you? That's great. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> I fucking love that. I we haven't had this kind of classic stupid holiday horror franchise in so long and we used to get them all 
the time. Like, it even more than Halloween, it's, like, kind of giving me Silent Night, Deadly Night, where it's just, like, dumb nonsense, and I live for it. I just never want to hear John Carver with that, like, Bostonian accent ever again. Well, you're going to, so get fucking ready. <laughs> there will be no leftovers. Do you I think they're going to go with, like, a leftovers-type sequel line, tagline type thing? I hope so. I was sold. I said, yes, I feel like more of this. Too self-aware at that point. I hope they just call it Thanksgiving too. That's what I want out of it. They won't. It'll be called like Thanksgiving Legacy or something. But I want it to be Thanksgiving too. And what they don't do enough? T O O. What's that? You know, you like oh, spell two T O O like Thanksgiving too. <laughs> like what? Yeah. I mean, is Eli Roth still directing the Borderlands game movie? Yeah, I think is so. He- I mean, it did wrap production, unless they're um, reshooting it, which I think I heard maybe they are. But I hear it's cursed, the whole production. Jamie Lee Curtis is up in that. Jamie Lee Curtis is in Borderlands. Honey, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, And it has a release date now, I think. You know that movie's going to be a hot-ass mess. Oh, it's going to be shit a balestria, but... I'm. I don't give a fuck about that franchise. So let it be what it needs to be. I mean, I got into it for Borderlands Three, and I enjoyed that game like for what it was. But I wasn't like a hardcore person that was into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never got into like that kind of loot box type dungeon uh, crawling type game. I don't really know what it is. It's like a very like shoot shoot bang bang game. I'm assuming, like a Bioshock. It's like first person shooter and. A lot of loot drops when you kill things. Um, I like Zelda and Super Mario Wonder. And there's this game called What Remains of Edith Finch, which is like very like family trauma. So I like gay Have games. you played Super Mario RPG? No, I was looking at it and I was like, I don't know what this is. So tell me more. I actually just started playing it. And it is a remake of the OG game that came out like 100 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, it was made by Square Enix. And um, it's a lot of fun. Is it? Is it? Because I will buy it for $79 and I'll be mad at you if it's not. No, if you were into like turn-based RPGs, like old school Final Fantasy games, but with like Mario-ish 3D graphics, um, you get to play as Bowser, Mario, some weird Pinocchio type guy named Gino, and a cloud <laughs> named Mallow that is like a caster. He does like thunder magic type Oh, things. I relate with Mallow already. Um, yeah. Wait, do I have to play with, like, people? Like no, other people? it's it's one player. Then why um, am I waiting my turn? What's going on? Well, they all take turns, like, attacking. So, like, one person will attack first, and second person. I think there's only three at a time. But you can build your team. There's only, I think, five playable characters. Well, yeah, that's kind of cute. I've been into the Mario world lately, so I might give it a go. I got the, like, Donkey Kong version of Super Mario Wonder. That's not as good. It's pretty bad. So I need something new. I've only gone through maybe half of Super Mario Wonder. I really what? like side-scrolling Mario's. I don't like... Is that not what this is? Like Odyssey. Oh, no. Odyssey was not for me. I'm obsessed, though, with the... Is it? Are they called platformers? Where it's just like... Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I just beat it, and I like feel like my life has no more purpose. I don't know how I feel about like the elephant Mario. But he's so big. And he can, like, beat you up. <laughs> I he don't can, know. Like, he like, can, like, whip you. I like the one where you can play as a cat. 
I like I like Elephant Guy, and I like when you I don't know he could throw fire at people, and he's got bubbles. Fuck yeah, <laughs> fucking love it. Um, yeah, I like a little magic in my games, uh, or I want it to be like so fucking scary that I'm gonna shit my pants. No, see, I love scary movies, but scary games I can't play. Yeah, fuck yeah, give me that Alien game. Yeah. Okay. I'm no, sorry that we can't oh, we, we, we can't talk about Alien anymore because we're talking about Thanksgiving too. Um, fuck, I, I have to tell you, I have to be honest with you, I have to be honest with everyone at home. I just fucking loved Thanksgiving. I thought it so got it right tonally in a way that we have almost never seen. Like every filmmaker's out here being like, yeah, like my movie is like 90s slasher and then it's not at all. This fucking movie hit me so hard in my 1997 that I was like weeping and I loved it. I really liked Thanksgiving too. I thought it was a very good time. That opening sequence, <laughs> Black Friday. That's cute. It it was a lot of fun. It yeah. made me laugh and the kills were pretty brutal in, at some they were, points. They were fucking nasty. The opening like the gave freezer me... door? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> the ice, we were screaming when that happened. Oh, in the oven. Actually, I thought the oven was going to be worse. I did too. The one that I didn't understand, which was related to the freezer door, was the garbage can, like, bisection. Yeah, the car cutter in half, I guess. I don't know. Was it the car or was it the lid of the garbage can? Couldn't tell you. I wasn't wasn't totally paying enough attention, but yeah. I mean, I'm willing to just, like, overlook it because I was enjoying it so much, so... I loved it. I love the scene with like where she pretends to be a mannequin head. That was so. It just gave me. I know what you did last summer from top to bottom. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I thought it was worth seeing. Um, I know a lot of people are bitching and saying to boycott it because of Spyglass and mm-hmm. all the the stuff going on mm-hmm. in Israel. So interesting how Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving too, have been directly affected by what's going on in Israel. It's just very 2023 vibes. Little snippet, because there isn't too much to say. We don't know that much. But Beetlejuice 2 has wrapped filming. And from what little I've seen, it it looks all right. I mean, we've seen little clips here and there. I think Jenna Ortega was on a bike in one photo. We know Winona Ryder is in it, I think. Michael Keaton's definitely in it. Um, I love Beetlejuice 1. I grew up with it. I watched the animated series. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be excited for it, even if it's trash. Well... Tim Burton hasn't made a good movie since 2003's Big Fish, so I'm pretty sure it will be trash. But I love Beetlejuice, and I can have a little bit of hope. Um, yeah. You touched on that, but why? Why is it that Tim Burton can't do anything good anymore? I don't know. I hated can't. Alice in Wonderland movies, and those movies were hot. People loved it. They and were I was like, this is garbage. Trash, hot CGI trash. And then it just got worse from there. Like, actually, I guess Big Eyes was like fine, but everything else has just been horrible. I think some artists get too comfortable, too old, too out of the loop, too racist. And then it's just like they lose their magic. What can I say? 
His magical's gone, though. But he had so much of it. Um, I think CGI killed his career to some degree. Embarrassing. I don't know, like, the people that stand the, the Alice in Wonderland movies. Like, I don't get it. Like, what Have you kind met of hot topic someone that stands one of those movies? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, uh, insane. Okay, well, they need to see more movies, I think. Oh, my God, I saw about five minutes of the sequel, and I said, cinema's dead. This, this, is, this is the end. Although he didn't direct that one, thank God. Didn't see Dumbo. I wasn't a big fan of... I didn't of... see Dumbo either. And you know what? I'm I'm a crazy Disney person. And you didn't even see that? Yeah, I didn't. And I, Dumbo is one of those movies that holds a lot of sentimental value for me. And I looked at that and I was like, no. Who's making Bambi? Is it like Sarah Polly or something? It was like... Why are they... Is it going to be a CGI movie? I think it's not, but I think Bambi will be CGI. I think it's Sarah Polly and I think it might be going to Disney Plus and I'm interested because women talking plus Bambi... Why not? Let's see. I mean, Disney, if it comes out on Disney Plus, regardless, I will probably eventually check it out, but I would not pay 15 bucks. No, no, no. Hell on earth, no. I Would I take Hocus Pocus 3? Yes. I mean, I why would. not? Like, it, I I didn't think Hocus Pocus 2 was that great, but it was no, on it was, Disney Plus and it was something to watch. It was cute. It was I, fine. I feel like it was cute. Um... Yeah, Beetlejuice. I don't know why they need to touch it. They were gonna make a sequel in the '90s called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, which is exactly what it sounds like. I've read the script; it was incredible. Um, where like Lydia's family buys like <laughs> a resort in Hawaii, and like <laughs> those ghosts there that like don't want them to fuck with it. It's so racist and silly. But yeah, I we don't need we don't need we don't need this. But I will watch it. Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. No, Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. <laughs> Tell me the. I mean, come on, like. I will I, watch it. I mean, I'm a hundred percent into it. I'm a hundred percent into it. I think Kevin Smith was gonna write it, actually. So. Speak of the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't we just talking about him too? We were your neighbors, with Kevin Smith. Kind pseudo neighbors. I think you live in the same house. Yes, he he is a tenant. I rent. Isn't he like in. It's behind you. He's like on camera right now. Next time I'm at his store, I'm going to send you a picture of all his Funkos. Oh, God. <laughs> you can, can keep them. So with Godzilla Minus One getting an extended theatrical release here in America... Mm-hmm. We also got to see some, I think we got a trailer, teaser of Godzilla versus Kong. Something came out, yeah. And we also got to see a very pink Godzilla. Oh, is the fire pink? The back and everything was like glowing pink. Oh, which good people for people were like kind of freaking out because normally it's blue. Well, people need to get out of their basements and deal with the pink. People were speculating that maybe this is a female Godzilla, maybe? <laughs> because it's pink? Because <laughs> it's pink? Oh my god. Maybe it's trans. I mean, hasn't Godzilla always kind of been slightly trans? I mean, I thought Godzilla was a one and done. I didn't know there were multiples. Godzilla? And I know in the American version, like, it was kind of technically intersexed. Yeah, 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 yeah. intersexed. That. That's, that's, that's fucking punk. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm here for, you know, the dumb creature feature 
I mean, I don't have too much faith with American Godzilla adaptations. I feel like they're just all spectacle. There's very little, like... I It's the only Godzilla I've ever seen was the American one. Although, I'm dying for my podcast to do an episode on Bride of Godzilla, which was never made. Which was this, like, old, like, 1950s Japanese movie where, like, the bride was just, like, a normal Japanese woman. But she was, like, made to look as big as Godzilla pretty cool yeah right (laughs) and there's like a picture of them walking around and she has like a parasol it's so funny i mean i i would love a mothra movie but i don't think we'll ever get that i love mothra giant moth might be a hard sell for american audiences absolutely It, it would never happen there's no way well the japanese would have to do it yeah so you didn't see Godzilla minus one? No, I didn't. I, I'm fascinated. Everyone that I love and respect seems to think it's very good. It's just like not something I would necessarily uh, go see. I guess. You know, I really got to give it to them because they put out a really high quality movie for fifteen million dollars. Wow! And I could only do it for sixteen million. <laughs> I mean, considering the bloated budgets nowadays, like, to mm-hmm. make such a blockbuster like that, on that budget, is incredible. Was there a bunch of CGI in it, or no? Godzilla was 100% CGI throughout the whole movie. Oh, okay. Um, some of it was better than, uh, like, there, uh, some scenes were better than others, but as a whole, it wasn't bad. It wasn't right. bad. All it right. was alright. This is the, the same series as Shin Godzilla, or am I a dumb bitch? You, you've already dumb. surpassed my knowledge of Godzilla. Oh, we're both dumb bitches. That's beautiful. I, I thought, like, Shin's era of Godzilla was, like, over in, like, maybe 2018 or something like that, I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, like, a armchair Godzilla fan. I went to Japan in 2020. Cool. And I, I got, I visited, like, most of the main sites that are in the Godzilla universe. And, but I, I'm not, like, obsessed like, it's cool. It's a pop icon. But, I mean, I haven't seen them all. Interesting. I'd love to go. I hear you can take Mary Beth was in Japan not that long ago. And she told me on Halloween day, she ziplined into Godzilla's mouth. Yeah. I stayed at the Godzilla Hotel. It was really nice. That's fucking cool. Yep. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Sony is looking to rebuild screen gems and will be doubling down on horror with Gary Doverman at the helm. You may know Gary from hits such as Annabelle, It, and The Nun. And it's interesting to see um, these companies trying to invest in horror. Gary, Gary, Gary. What do I have to say about Gary Doberman? Listen, he's responsible for some rancid shit, but also... Yeah, I'm not kidding. Uh, Annabelle, um, The Nun. Um, But he's also made some stuff that I really liked, like his directorial debut, Annabelle Comes Home. Is it luck with him? Is he a Hollywood hack? Or does he have a little bit of magic i don't know i do know he's responsible for the upcoming salem's lot that has been constantly delayed he it's a second directorial effort and i want to know where that is gary are you listening i really want that movie stephen king seems that he's kind of positive about that movie but i can't tell i can't tell like do you think it's going to be a flop salem's lot for sure it's a flop but will it be good i don't know um, I don't. I just don't know. 
It's such a sad thing because it had such potential to be like an it chapter one style event. And clearly they they've fubbed the bag on that. I just don't know what they're going to do. It's it's going to go direct to streaming at this point. I believe that's official. So, do you think Gary has earned this position? No. Green gems. No, someone went on this like crazy long rant on my development hall Instagram once about like how he kind of just like stumbled his way into Hollywood by like accidentally making a couple of big budget successes. And I think there's some truth to that. But at the same time, there's something about him that's like, kind of hard to completely write off. You know, like, he was going to make the Are You Afraid of the Dark feature movie, which I think is much more appropriate for him than something like Salem's Lot. Have you seen Annabelle Comes Home? I haven't seen any of the Annabelle movies I refuse to. Well, Annabelle Comes Home is like a very, like, haunted house. There's a bunch of different toys. Is this the prequel? Yes. The second one was also a prequel. The um, so I don't know. So I don't know, Gary Doberman. Like, I'm just confused about you. I don't have a total read on you yet. I hear you're very Christian. That's something I've heard. I don't know. I do like the idea of more, like, shitty screen gem horror movies coming out. That's very my era of horror. So we'll see. What are your thoughts on The Nun? It's trash. It's terrible. I hate it. I thought these were all Blumhouse movies other than It. Wow, you're making classic, classic mistake between um, the Conjuring universe and the well, Blumhouse movies. in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not Blumhouse. It isn't? No. So I think people get where the mistake is made is that that's James Wan. And James Wan made two, like, two franchises at the same time, Insidious and The Conjuring. And Insidious is Blumhouse, but The Conjuring is Warner Brothers. Well, um, best of luck to him. More horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gary. Gary. Just like taunting him right now. So it's trivia time. Oh, shit. We're going to get right into it. Be hard you better on me. get all of these right because you I'm get them are so fucking right. Like managing editor of Dread Central. So yeah, your cred is on the line. Good. All right, right. In which state does the Blair Witch Project take Maryland? Okay. Fuck you! Fuck you! That's one. Question two: On a budget of three hundred thousand, how much did John Carpenter's Halloween gross in the U.S.? Oh fuck you! I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know this bullshit. You got ten seconds. I don't know. $45 million. You're really close. 48. 42. 47. I think I get I get that. Sorry. If it's 47 million and I guess 45 million, Jellybean Rules says. That was very impressive. As a guess, yeah, I would agree. Alright, so I'm gonna give that one to you. Yeah, I got that's two for two, bitch. What is used to suppress the leprechaun's powers in the leprechaun? Oh shit. Is it like an amulet? No. Um like gold? Love? <laughs> A four-leaf clover. Shit. Okay, that one I got wrong. Question four. In which city 
does Rosemary's Baby take place? I thought it was New York. Yep. Okay, good. All right. Question five. What town does Jaws take place in? Amityville? Bidiville? Wanna... <laughs> Amity Island. I'll give it to you. I I'll get that you. shit. <laughs> I get that. I'm so rude. <laughs> Listen, I need to fight for my right. All right, number six. In host, a group of friends accidentally summon a supernatural force by doing what over Zoom? Ouija? Uh, summoning spell, uh, psychic, uh, something basic as shit. Not a Ouija. Uh, uh, fuck. They had a seance. I was so close. I was very close to that. I swear. Do you believe me? Have you seen Dashcam? I turned it off. That woman was so annoying. Yeah, that mega piece of shit. I thought she was a character, and she's just playing herself. She put out a song that I really liked when I was in high school called Something is Gay. I didn't even know she was, like, an actual musician. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was in a giant drag was the name of her band, and I listened to them in high school, and now I'm mad about that. All right, number seven. In The Purge. How long does the annual purge last? It's not 24 hours, is it? It's 12 hours? 12 hours. Nice, 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 nice. I really thought I'd be doing better than this. You're doing well. Mm-mm. I had one person get 9 out of 10. Well, I fucking hate that person, and they're gonna die. <laughs> Which actor made his film debut in A Nightmare on Elm Street? Johnny Depp. Who directed the 1979 film Alien? Everybody, uh, Lee Scott. I almost said Ripley Scott. In 2005, what 1953 horror movie was remade with Paris Hilton in the lead? House of Wax. All right, so now we can stop here. We can make it to 15. 15. All right. In the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, what is Nancy's street address? 1428 Elm Street. I mean, you got that right. I mean, you're doing very well. Yeah, bitch. In which film did Annabelle the Doll make her debut? The Conjuring. God. See, I should have given you all the hard ones. I told you. The easy ones fucked me up. What kind of creature turns into gremlins in Gremlins? Mogwai. How long did filming for the Blair Witch Project take? Oh, fuck you. I don't fucking know. Like, three weeks. Two weeks. Eight days. Ah, fuck it. Who knows that shit? Last one. What is the room number for the room that Dick Halloran tells Danny to stay oh. from in The Shining? I want to say 1408. No. Oh, two o. Oh my God, room two o. Wait, room two o. Eleven, room two fourteen. <laughs> Fuck, room two three seven. Ah, I knew that. Well, what do you think? You did well. What was my score? I don't. I wasn't keeping count. Oh fuck off. Well, <laughs> then it was, it was like eleven out of fifteen. <sighs> what a failure I am. 
I'm gonna have to go to the top of the mountain and leave me there. There was one question in the last episode that was like, how many it? pints of beer did someone drink on set? And well, that was like question needs to get set on fire and set. In, and it was like up. thirty pints a day. Some guy was drinking. Okay, are they dead now? No, he's like totally fine. I don't think he's totally fine. Well, he's clearly an alcoholic. Yeah, there are issues to be dealt with. But so, starting to wrap things up. Before we go, is there like a piece of media or anything that you'd like your our listeners to check out? A book, album, movie? That's a great question. Is there anything that's upcoming that you'd like people to check out? Yeah, you know... Fuck you. I have to think about this. So, there's a movie that came out this year that I just don't think enough people saw. And I think we talked about it offline earlier. But if you haven't seen Sick yet, the Kevin Williamson slasher movie from earlier this year... I highly, highly recommend it. It got buried when it got just like unceremoniously dropped onto streaming. I think it's on Peacock. It's like a really good one to watch before the end of the year. I think that came out right around the time of like They Them. Yeah, I never saw that because everyone said, don't see that. Yeah, I don't think it, it was very good. So, all right. Um, how about anything else? Like any personal plugs for you? Where can people find you? Well, I guess most importantly, you can listen to my podcast. Uh, it's called Development Hell on the Dread Central Podcast Network. Every week I sort of unearth a different horror movie that never made it to the finish line. So we're talking about stuff like Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian or Alien 5, and it's a good time. I mean, the, the most recent one you did on Nightmare on Elm Street was really good. I just listened to it today. Cool. Peter Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. That so, was a fun one. Definitely check out that podcast. It's it's very like well thought and in depth and very entertaining. Thanks. I paid him to to say that. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, me not me too. <laughs> that wraps up episode eighteen of our podcast. It's been a nightmare. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. See you everyone. Bye. Oh yeah.